Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped, the show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Michael Kweku Adonting. I didn't have it easy growing up. Through my story, I've made it my life's mission to ensure every young professional will have the opportunity I didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to uncover how they impact our lives. My vision is to have a world whereby we can all shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems which has been tried and trusted. Do you find yourself needing some motivation or direction in certain areas? Do you find yourself asking yourself questions such as, what is mentoring? How do I get into mentoring? How do I become a mentee? What are the basics of mentoring? This week, we look into mentoring roles and expectations. Stay tuned. In my humble opinion, mentoring is vital to our development and success something which we should all embrace and treat as a prerequisite to success. I mean, why would you not want to learn from somebody who has been down the road you're about to travel on? It's a known fact that you cannot reach your destination without encountering obstacles. There are bound to be some bumps and challenges. The more you can be aware of these challenges, the better you can become prepared for it. I'm going to read an an extract from one of my favorite books is written by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. It says, consider how many different patterns a single coin can make when flipped. Two, right? It can land either heads or tails. Now, how about if we were to toss two coins simultaneously? These two coins can produce four combinations, heads, tails, tails, heads, tails, tails, or heads, heads. It is fairly easy to see that if we added another coin to make these three coins toss together, we would arrive at eight different ways those coins could fall. Now, what if instead of coins we used a dice, each offering six options? That's two dice thrown simultaneously could land in 36 different possible arrangements and three dice would yield 216 possibilities. The more each option or each unit has, the greater the consequence of throwing them together. For me, the scenario that I've just read out is profoundly insightful. Now, if we relate this to humans, one person can have a certain respectable level of success. However, two or more people with different opinions and ideas and personalities and connections, etc., would yield infinite possibilities. Now, think about this. Daniel then goes on to say, it's no surprise that Silicon Valley is classed as the technology hub. This isn't by chance. It's a result of individuals with different opinions, different options, different ideas who cross-pollinate to drive the success of ideas and initiatives. If I also take it a step further and ask the question, what percentage of these Silicon Valley founders do have mentors and coaches? I certainly do not have the correct survey data for this, but I know for certain the vast majority of founders and CEOs will have mentors and coaches. 
And therefore, the answer to the question above that I've just asked is rhetorical. By and large, mentoring plays a huge role in this. As the mentor and the mentee would come together and through both leveraging their ideas, the resulting possibilities would always be greater than the mentee or the mentor on their own. This gets even far greater when the mentor opens up the mentee to his or her network for further mentoring. I think you get the gist. Having spent the last few years building my knowledge around the topic of mentorship, I've summarized my findings from speaking with colleagues and their expectations when it comes to mentoring. For mentors, there are a few things you need to take into account. The mentors need to set the direction and offer constant feedback. The mentors need to focus on the developmental issues rather than the performance issues. The mentors needs to use their experiences to guide and shape the conversations and to share their own perspectives and examples about development. And the mentors needs to follow through on agreed commitments. Now, from the mentee's perspective, they should own their development and be responsible and accountable to actions that are agreed. They should be responsible for scheduling meetings. It, this is about you. This is about you becoming a better version of yourself and you've got to take that initiative. The mentees needs to offer clarity on the help they require around development and career goals. I always say to my mentees, come to me with a plan. We can work on the plan together, but you've got to have a rough idea. What is your goal? What is your objective? And what are you trying to achieve? The mentees needs to be open-minded and they need to be willing to take on board new ideas. You cannot have a fixed mindset if you want to be mentored. You've got to have that growth mindset. You need to exercise patience. You need to have persistence. And you need to persevere throughout the engagement. It's not going to be easy. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be thrown out of your comfort zone. But you need to endure. There is a saying that go- that, that goes, consistency is key. And perseverance will get you where you want to get to. So effectively, perseverance will get you what you want if you never stop going for it. But consistency is is what will make you keep it. So these two things are important. Mentees need to show humility and appreciation, right? I've I've learned in my life that there are a few things which, you know, we just got to be appreciative for, right? And there's one acronym which I learned from you know, a one of the coaches that I follow. And she has something called uh, GAM or JAM. The acronym stands for G-A-M. Um, the G is effectively, you know, you can look at it as, you know, you are giving back. The A stands for you're being appreciative, right? Um, and the M is miracles. So if you think about GAM, always, you know, if you're journaling, Think about, you know, how are you giving? Think about, you know, how are you being appreciative? And think about, you know, what are the miracles that are happening in your life? And, and document these daily. This will become a routine that will help you grow. And it will help you develop a, a growth mindset at the same time. Help you, be, you know, stay positive. A couple of points to finish off from the mentee's perspective. You need to put into practice the advice offered by your mentor. 
keep your directors and managers updated on your progress if you work for an organization. And finally, if you have a manager, you appoint a director or a VP, and they're interested in a mentoring uh, program, make sure uh, if you are a mentee's manager to work with your employees and help them devise a development plan that aligns to their goals. Make time to ensure regular catch-ups with them and provide feedback to the employees. I'm a firm believer in setting goals and ground rules. This is no different when it comes to mentoring. They should be set at the start of the mentoring relationship. Critically, this should be mutually agreed between the mentor and the mentee. Below are some of the ground rules that I've come across from my research. And I'm going to talk about five of these. And these five are focus, dedication, collaboration, respects, and confidentiality. Very, very quickly, in terms of focus, from the first engagement, the mentor and the mentee should define their purpose and set clear, clear and concise goals and objectives. From a dedication standpoint, mentor and mentee must, must be dedicated to the success of the engagement. This means agreeing on regular schedules, an agenda, follow-ups, and undertaking any agreed actions. From a collaboration perspective, this is a two-way process. Like an iron sharpens another iron, it should be recognised that this is a partnership, and the only way is through cooperation that both partners and the mentor and the mentee would become a success. And the last two, respect. Both parties should show humility and respect, regardless of your status or what level, power or authority. This means showing empathy and always asking yourself, how would I feel if the roles were reversed? And finally, to maintain the integrity of the relationship, sensitive topics should be kept confidential. Only through this, that both mentor and the mentee could build trust and ensure longevity in the mentor and mentee relationship. I hope you've enjoyed this. There's more that's going to be coming from this, this series. I'm going to be interviewing mentors and coaches, and I'm going to be asking them for you know, practical steps to help both mentors and mentees. So stay tuned and be blessed. For any questions or topics you'd like to be discussed, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop me an email at support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, remember, inch by inch, you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's staggering. Let's get this 1% daily, guys.